Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. One of nine bands Eric Clapton was once upon a time in. I think he's had something like 40 gold records between his nine different musical um, uh, ways that he's produced music. I mean, unbelievable. What a career by Eric Clapton. And we already digressed at the beginning of a wonderful Tuesday <laughs> show. It is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide SWX Montana television. Been a whirlwind day. We're trying to figure out a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things on the horizon, which is a good thing. We have not been in planning mode for a while, but we have a lot more clarity on a variety of different things that are coming up, particularly Grizz football. Potentially Missoula Paddleheads baseball, a variety of other things, but Major League Baseball also opens up on Thursday as well, so we have a ton of stuff on the horizon. I am Coulter Nuanas. If you want to listen in anywhere other than 1029 ESPN Missoula or watch in on SWX Montana Television, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the live stream. All you got to do is click on Listen Live. There you will find the stream presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity you want to give us a call, you want to shoot us a text, it's easy, 406-361-3688. 361-3688. You're want to remember that because it is a Tuesday, so it's Taglieri Tuesday. About 45 minutes, we'll be giving you a $25 gift card. How's my Vanna White skills? I love it. Right. Taglieri Delicatessen, best sandwiches in all of Montana. They actually just got multiple different awards. I was in there picking up the sandwich. They were showing me the stuff that they got. Food Magazine gave them a spread. Really? People Magazine gave them a spread. So these guys are nationally renowned sandwich makers. So stay tuned. About 45 minutes. Have some free Taglieri 
for you. And remember that number, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, is in studio with me, Coulter Duanas, as he does each and every Monday and Tuesday. Riley's lucky. He's going down south uh, in about, what, in about 90 minutes here? About right? 90 minutes, yeah. I'm hoping TSA is listening right now, and they cleared the lane for me, and I can just do most of the show and just bolt straight to the airport. So he's, great. he's just going to go play some golf and make all the rest of us jealous, although golf's starting to happen in this neck of the woods, too. So I actually, I mean, some of my golf partners that I normally play with here are making weekend tee time, so it's that time of year, culture. I know that you're getting some rust off your swing as well. That's right. I can't wait. I cannot wait to dive into it. We're, t- we're going to talk all sorts of stuff today. We're going to talk Major League Baseball. Um, with Riley and some of his reactions, particularly to the, our NL West preview, because Riley was listening while Sean was giving his preview and he was lighting up my phone with text. And oh, it was hilarious. Man. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Talk about Big Sky Conference football in its current iteration, which is uh, a depleting iteration because Cal Poly dropped out of the spring football season. So we'll talk about that element of it. It's a Tuesday, so we have our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best of the best athletes from around the state of Montana. Also going to give you some Jack- Tagliari Deli. It's Tagliari Tuesday. We also got a roundup of the weekend that was for spring sports at the University of Montana. By all accounts, a banner weekend for the University of Montana. They hosted their first, last, and only outdoor track meet, the Al Manual Invite, which has been a great early season outdoor track meet in the big sky, especially in the Treasure State for a long time. Well, this is going to serve as the only outdoor meet for the Grizz this this. Uh, truncated outdoor season. They have a bunch on the road, but this is the only home one. So it's already boom, bam, said and done, but they did really well. And uh, I think that bodes well for the track team as they begin the Clint May era after 12 seasons under Brian Schwain's direction. Clint May now the interim head coach for the track and field programs at the University of Montana, but also a great weekend for women's soccer, men's and women's tennis, um, and pretty good performances on the Montana state side of things on, on the track side as well. Uh, not, it's kind of comparing apples and oranges during the springtime because like right now, Montana soccer is rolling. Montana State doesn't have soccer. Right now, um, Montana softball has gotten kind of off the schneid. They had a nice sweep this last weekend. Montana State also doesn't have softball, so we don't we can't don't really have Which the, I really uh, wish, just as a sidebar, that would be great if Montana State got softball. I really think that rivalry would pick up the entire state. Like I really do. If, if MSU sure. could get softball, but we know... For those out there that don't, rodeo and skiing are the two reasons right. why Montana State does not have the two sports you just mentioned. Right, and, and it's, it's skiing times two because they have alpine and Nordic skiing Big as time, well. Yeah. So they, they make up a lot of their required women's scholarships on that side of the coin. And obviously, I mean, one of the most prestigious rodeo programs in the country at Montana State and absolutely one of the best ski programs in the country as well. And part of that's just the logistics and the demographics. We'll also have our fifth of six Major League Baseball previews with Sean Rainey. Talked to Sean a little bit earlier today. Uh, We outlined and previewed the National League Central today. So the last one will be the American League Central tomorrow. And, of course, Thursday is opening day for Major League Baseball. So let's start there, Riley, with Major League Baseball. We started our previews with the National League West. Why? Well, Sean Rainey is a San Diego Padres fanatic. And you, Riley Corcoran, are a Los Angeles Dodgers fanatic. So Rainey wanted to talk about the the two-headed monster that leads up the NL West. The National League is fascinating because I think that actually, when you talk about parity and competition, the Central and the East are a lot deeper than the West. But that this is the argument that Tutel and I had throughout the entire NFL season. He always claimed that the NFC West was the best division in the NFL. And I used to always say it's the most balanced and it's the it's the one that has the the best worst team, but to me, 
the best division in our football has to be a division that has two teams that could actually win the conference. I never thought the Seattle Seahawks could win the conference, nor the Los Angeles Rams. Therefore, I didn't think the NFC was was the best. The deepest, sure. The one with the highest floor, sure. Not the one that um, not the one that has multiple potential conference championship, or in this case, pennant winners. I think that's kind of how I break down the National League, but but the flip side. I think that there's four teams in the Central that could chase a winning record. I think there's as many as five teams in the NL East that could chase a winning record. Or I guess, right now the over-unders have pretty much the entire Central finishing right around 500, right? The AL East has a couple of teams that are projected to maybe win about 90 games, but, but then the Marlins are the worst team in the division, but they still could win close to 80 games. What I'm getting at is that I think that in the NL West, I think both the Padres and the Dodgers could win the pennant. I don't think anybody else in the division can. And, in fact, I think that the other three teams in the division aren't as good as maybe, say, the third team out of the Central or the fourth team out of the East. But I do think that it is the the team that has the two number one contenders uh, to win the pennant out of the National League. It's really fascinating, honestly, the breakdown here. And I'll just put this as a disclaimer. The difference between when we're going to preview baseball with me compared to Rainey is I'm going to be rational about it. And that's calling out Sean right away. <laughs> like, I, I get it's, it's nice that my team won the World Series last year. I'm just going to throw that out there. But your point is spot on because as much as I hate the Padres, what I will admit is I actually think this is crazy to say this to Coulter. I think the two best teams in baseball are in the same division. And that is a huge uh, factor in all this because I think the bottom three in that division might be the three worst in the National League. I go to it, especially with how much, I guess, the division and the schedule is balanced towards your division. Like you're, the, the Dodgers and the Padres are going to get 18 to 20 games against the D-backs, Rockies, and Giants. And, and they're probably going to win like 14 to 16 of those games. Absolutely probably. should, right? Yeah. And so that brings a big factor into it. I would maybe be in the camp, and this might surprise you that it's not – the te- not the division my team's in, I would say the NL East is harder because there's no, you're not going into potentially uh, any division series going, okay, we, we should take three out of four because every game is going to be kind of jockey back and forth for position. So it's an interesting mix. I do think that the, the NL West with the Dodgers and the Padres, you've got two teams that, I mean, the Dodgers could really break a lot of records this year. They could. I mean, I think it would shock everyone if they don't win over 105 games. Really? I, I would put it there. I know. 105? 105. I think 105. it would shock people if they didn't win more than 100. Okay. But I, think, I mean, the difference between 100 and 105 is so big, though, because it, it it's the games that, yeah, if you just win two out of three all season long, you're going to get to 100 wins. But it's those, it's the five to eight games you're going to have where you're throwing the dude who's on his, his fourth start of his whole career because you have to have everybody in your rotations gas. You need to have a rest there. It's that game where you got to come back from the 9-1 deficit in the seventh inning and win that thing 10-9. Oh, I'm, I'm here and over there. The, the Dodgers are exceptionally talented. If you got $268 million payroll, I hope you're in the next Oh, you're not going to give me the money money angle, it's are the, you? It's the, it's the number two reason why I completely gravitated away from baseball. <laughs> the Dodgers weren't – this would surprise people. They were not in the top three for spending last year. No, but they still spent more on one player than the entire team that they played in the World Series spent on their entire roster. Okay, valid point. Huh? Regardless. Valid. Rega- but I think that actually contra- is, is contrasting to my point because I, actually the fact that – the Dodgers did spend so much, and the Rays didn't, and you still match the World Series. Granted, shortened season, but it can be done on either side. Okay, so your reaction, though, to when Sean Rainey picked the San Diego Padres to win the division? It's 
Insane. It honestly, I mean, it is. I, the pitching depth, right? I'm a former pitcher. I gravitate towards pitching depth. But if you look at what the Dodgers have, this is great because I finally have a form where I can rant just a little bit. They literally have seven starters that are better than anyone that the Rockies, Giants, D-backs are going to throw out. They are so deep with what they can do. David Price is a Cy Young winner that is getting paid $30 million this year, Coulter, and he didn't even make the rotation. Right. He's a six, seven, eight guy. You you mentioned those games where, okay, you got your fourth or fifth starter going. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was going to jump in and say, but the Dodgers in that fourth or fifth game Compared will have David a, Price. Right, which is a David Price. So that is where the X factor comes into play. The Padres legit? Yes. Are they ready to overtake the Dodgers? No. They're not ready yet. And yeah. I, there's way too many question marks. I see it with Rainey. Yeah. Potentially, if this goes right, that goes right, and you cross your T and you dot your I, then maybe the Padres can you know, scare the Dodgers. And I think it'll be a great fun competition and obviously something on this show with your two co-hosts and, and me and Sean, it'll be a fun back and forth all year. And those games, that's kind of what we needed. I, I think we needed just going from a, a demographic side of things, a West coast rivalry again in baseball for sure for people here to follow for people West of here to follow where, okay, there's a reason to stay up and watch the national league West at, at times. And, and the Padres Dodgers games are going to be that way. So the Padres are legit. And I even admitted just five minutes ago, I think they might, be the second best team in baseball, but I do think that there's a pretty significant gap, and although everyone wants to kind of take down the King, what people don't realize, the Dodgers are set up for a three-year run here, and I think the Padres are obviously going to be great. I hope they change the playoff format because of it, because if this if it goes down the way we think, the Padres and the Dodgers are going to have to play in the first round of the playoffs, uh, and that, you know, I wish it could be longer, because those could be the two best teams in baseball. Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, as he does each and every Monday and Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we will launch a baseball-exclusive segment. We're going to talk all things baseball, leading with the Missoula Paddleheads, which at, here at ESPN Missoula, we were proud to be the, the radio affiliate of the Paddleheads for another season. I think we've been doing this for a decade plus now, so that'll be fun. Uh, but Matt Ellis, the vice president of the Paddleheads, is going to join us each Tuesday, and we're going to talk things about the Paddleheads, but we're also going to talk Major League Baseball and just the happenings, particularly from an executive position, but also just, you know, have some fun talking Major League Baseball. And then maybe we even splice in some Legion Baseball as well. So every Tuesday from here through September, we're going to be doing some baseball talk, so that'll be fun to launch as well. And some exciting things that are coming to the table here. We can't reveal all of what we've heard, but some interesting like rule tweaks yep. that I think are really, and this comes from a baseball purist, that I think are really going to spice the game up a bit. And I think a lot of people, and I do want to go to bat here for the Paddleheads and get in this corner, because I think that the general sense of what the former Pioneer League teams are doing, Billings, Great Falls, and Missoula here, and going independent, I think that there's a thought out there of, uh, how, are they, how is this going to sustain? It's not going to work. It might be a year or two. I kind of get the opposite feel. This is the first time that these organizations can actually put resources behind putting a good team together. They actually can care to win. And I mean that in the sense where they're not going to be handcuffed by an organization with 10 games left to go in the regular season to say, hey, we got to shut down Prospect X because he has too many innings and too many pitches. So with the player development side of it being more now geared towards to win, I think there's a lot of exciting things ahead, expanded season. So um, I look at it more as an optimistic point rather than, eh, I don't know if it's going to work. I, I really am optimistic about the season. You guys already have won in terms of the struggle that is getting me to pay attention to baseball again. I've been sitting here for three years, 
bemoaning my former love affair and refusing to reignite it. But now here we are, and I'm excited for baseball. We've done all these previews. We've talked baseball on and off the air. And now we're going to dive in with this baseball segment with the Paddleheads. And so... Um, Mission accomplished. Randy and I win. We got you. That's right. You guys got me. And I, I was thinking, I love trivia. One of my favorite things about baseball is the trivia that's associated with it. So I have some impromptu trivia for oh, you. It's Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Joining me, Coulter Nuanez. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. It's all Dodgers trivia. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Question number one. What year did the Dodgers move from Brooklyn to L.A.? 62. 1958. Gosh, dang it. They played okay. for the World Series yeah. in 1959, okay. second year in L.A. Yep. Um, okay, what was the, the stadium called where they played in Brooklyn? Ebbets Field. Ebbets Field. Okay, there got we one. Give. Off yep. the schneid. Yep. Okay. In 1956, so right before they moved um, from... Brooklyn to L.A. This man became the first player to ever win the MVP and the Cy Young in the same season. Name that pitcher. Don Drysdale. Don Newcomb. Don Newcomb. Dang it. Yeah, Drysdale's, Don, Drysdale's, Dang it. Drysdale's a good guess. That was a, it was a little bit of a trick that question was. because Drysdale and Sandy Koufax could both be uh, implied answers. But, good. I like it. You, okay. You're doing a dive on me here. This is good. Number. Uh, so this is the last one. Okay. The the Dodgers franchise between Brooklyn and Los Angeles has a resounding 18 rookies of the year, by <sighs> far the most in the history of baseball, by far. How many of them can you name? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> this is a really good... You went deep on me here. You get, you get me into baseball mode here. It's still at the NCAA tournament. There, I like there, it. I, I Let's mean, go. I'll give you a hint to start it out because there was the... There was the very famous run uh, in the uh, in the mid nineteen nineties when I th- believe that they had four in a row, and that's what I need to kind of get more because I'm I'm going current, right? I can name Cody Bellinger and the Corey Seegers of the world. Um, Kershaw had to be in it. I, Kirk Gibson. Let's see. Um, did Gibson win it for the for the Dodgers? I know Bellinger, Seeger, Hideo Nomo. Nomo did it. Um, So Bellinger and Seeger, 2016, 2017. Valenzuela, Fernando Valenzuela. You got got Nomo 95, so there's there's only one more recent than the two modern guys you named. So the Dodgers won the National League Rookie of the Year in 92, 93, 94, 95, and 96. Okay, this is the Piazza Caros. Eric Caros, Mike Piazza. Yep, yep. no, did Todd Hollinsworth win? It? Todd Hollinsworth is that the guy? Ninety six. So that was the right. most recent. Yeah. Now, now, if it's so before I was born, so you're I mean, missing you're a... missing the one in that run though, because you got Caros Piazza, Nomo, and Hollinsworth. Who won the National League Rookie of the Year in nineteen ninety four? Get five seconds. Hold on. Mondesi. Raul Mondesi. Yes. Oh, I mean, my okay. favorite Los Angeles yes. Dodger of all time. Yes. Raul Mondesi in the mid 1990s video game baseball games <laughs> threw the ball yeah. from right field 400 miles per hour. I swear <laughs> it was like the the Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile glitch, but it was Raul Mondesi with his hose of a right arm. Him and Vladimir Guerrero. Yes. Unreal. The, their ability to throw from right field. Good question. Okay, so you got Val, Val's will. That's good. So you, you got quite a few Sachs, of these guys. Was so Steve here, Sachs win it? Steve Sachs, Okay. Yep. yep. 
Uh, so the ones you're missing, you got Rick Sutcliffe too. Yep. So the one you're missing in the 80s is Steve Howe in 1980. Uh, I'll admit I probably wouldn't have gotten And that so then, then you got to go back to Ted Sizemore in 1969. Uh, Frank Howard in 1960. Man. I'll admit these. Uh, Jim Gilliam in 1953. Joe Black in 1952. Don Newcomb in 1949. And then the very first Rookie of the Year when it was not an American League or National League rule, award. It was just... Major League Rookie of the Year. The very first Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year in 1947 went to who? Oh, my gosh. Jackie Robbins. Oh, I, I honestly probably should have just thrown that, that, thrown that out there. Wow, that's a great list. Actually, I I knew they had five in a row in the in the nineties there, the early nineties yep, that we yep. just so talked about. So basically, the okay. only ones you really missed were the ones from like the fifties, and so not to not to blame you on those. So okay, so nicely done, very you're, good. I'm into baseball mode. I think people are forgetting out there. Are just it always sneaks up on us. Opening day is literally less than thirty six hours away. I mean, that's awesome. Thursday. I mean, it's perfect. You know, you got the Masters next week, the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament wrap. This is a this is a low key. It's an underrated sports kind of stretch, I think, from a national standpoint. When you have the end of the NCAA tournament, opening day, Masters week, I NBA's kind of getting into full swing. You're an NBA guy. I might have ruined that for you. Uh, yeah, no kidding. How about that? Yeah, I can't even handle it. I'm not even going to tease it on the show. I don't want to ruin other people's lives. All my enjoyment of all my superstar, great NBA favorite players has just been completely destroyed. We'll get to that later on. You want us now? 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Switching gears, silo Big Sky Conference football. Yeah. The news of the week. We talked about uh, Illinois State opting out last, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago, from the championship FCS season. And uh, we both agreed that that would not be the first team to quit, or, <laughs> or however else you want to say it, uh, opt out, back out, stop pursuing a championship, all those things. Cal Poly, under new head coach Bo Baldwin, Played uh, a home game against Southern Utah and lost 34-24. Then they went on the road to play at UC Davis and at Eastern Washington. Over the last two weeks, they've given up 135 points. Yes, that's correct. 135 points. Lost 73-24 to UC Davis, and then they lost 62-10 to to Eastern Washington last week. So heading into this week, no more. They decided to call off the second half of the spring football season. The statement from the athletic director basically said that uh, we have more players out than we do on the active roster. They were only going to be able to dress 49 49 players for their game at Northern Arizona this week. So they shut it down. Regardless of the validity of the injury report or not, I just wonder if Cal Poly, you could say quit or backed out, but on the flip side you could say, they had the courage to shut it down after taking advantage of some of the stuff that they were able to operate. So if you're Bo Baldwin, now you got three games under your belt. You know what you got. You know what you want. You know what you need. So you shut it down and go recruiting. And you do save some bodies. You do save some some energy for the fall, all of that. But, I mean, I guess first just your impression of this this. Uh, what transpired here this last week? Uh, a lot of layers to this. I mean, number one, I'm not surprised. Number two, it was only a matter of time before it trickled down to the big sky because now we'll get into this angle too. Scheduling is a mess and trying to figure out conference champs is a mess. My thing is this. Look at Cal Poly's remaining schedule. How, how much of that played a factor in it? If they were playing Idaho State, Southern so, Utah, they play UC Davis and Weber State, their final two games. Well, I mean, here, here's the. let's be completely frank about this. They already lost to Southern Utah. 
They lost the game that they're supposed to win. That's supposed to be the gimme. Southern Utah is, is I mean, Idaho State is better than Southern Utah. Yes, Idaho State's pretty legit. They almost went and won at Davis. Uh, for sure. Week. Idaho State has, has been competitive the two times I've watched them, and you called the game live in a yeah. for Idaho State. Uh, Southern Utah's not. I mean, Southern Utah's nothing. I don't, Southern Utah's recruiting and development has fallen completely off the map. I it, wonder what's going to happen there. It, it, yeah, they really had it going. Where, where it was in every two or three years, they were in the I mean, conversation. They made the playoffs. Ed Lamb They made the great. playoffs three times in five years and won the league two times in three years. That's a better run the Grizz have had in the last six years. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And that, so uh, I just can't believe that they've fallen off that hard. Um, but you can. It shows you how important a coach is, and it also shows you... I always think where there's smoke, there's fire. If a guy leaves a head coaching job for a pretty non-prestigious... I mean, Ed Lamb has BYU ties, and he definitely got a pay raise. But to leave a head coaching job when you're uh, a guy that has a lot of uh, momentum behind your name, to be a, the, the potential next guy to move up for another head coaching job or, or get a pretty powerful coordinator job in the Power Five or something like that, and that's what Ed Lamb was... For that guy to step away just to take a special teams job at a non-Power 5, you know that there's uh, some challenges that he was tired of overcoming and or found that was not possible to overcome. And now you look where Southern Utah's at, it's going to take a big-time effort to get out of the cellar. And obviously they're going to go on to greener pastures and go to the WAC. They'll be out of the big sky after next year. But my goodness, it... it I hate doing this, but it's a dumpster fire down there. It just really is down in Cedar City for the, their football squad. They have so many holes. Um, I know coordinators have left as well. They go for a year, and it just doesn't work out, and they bounce. So, yes, yeah, so I, I get it's getting back to Cal Poly because you're right. That was the gimme game. If Southern Utah goes on the road and beats you at home. For Bo Baldwin, it's a little bit interesting because now – He's in that unique spot where it's year one. So as far as the expectations are, is he getting slammed right now because they went 0-3? Probably not. Probably not. They got to install their system a little bit, got that extra practice time that you're talking about. And now this is another factor I think that can lead us into the, the next part of this discussion, Coulter, is the want to, the inner drive from these players. And you called it the moment this season started. It's more of, okay, when you lose your second game, your third game for sure, and if you're getting blasted in these games... How much motivation is there to go back to the practice field, you know, in middle of April and, and try to muster up one win? Well, the validity of the season or the lack of validity to the season now is taking that aspect completely out of it. They're, they don't care that they have an opportunity to go beat their rival in UC Davis because there's just no internal drive there for, for Cal Poly or, or teams that are making this decision to opt out. Um, and now, what's the Big Sky Conference going to do? Because they need exactly. Weber State, UC Davis, to play those games. I'm not saying they're guaranteed to win. They're probably pretty likely to win. But now, you're in an unbalanced format. We knew it was going to be that way anyway. And here's what I'm saying. They're, they're going to play the playoffs. They're going to finish the season. They're going to crown a champion from each conference and nationally. But this right here goes to show you there is there's no... Validity. I keep going back to that word, but there's none to it. I mean, you're you're playing at an uneven playing field right now. Teams are playing uneven amount of games. There's just news in the last hour that broke. Biggest game of the week. I mean, really, the only conference that's trying to do this at full bore is the Missouri Valley right now, and their biggest game, North Dakota State and South Dakota State, off. Tier a, a positive COVID test. North Dakota State's tier one personnel. So that game's off. So. I think it's only going to get messy. It was a matter of time. I, I guess from the big sky angle, because that's what's relevant to the people listening and watching this show right now, is 
Now, how do you crown a champion when you're going to have unbalanced games and you're going to have maybe a Weber State or a UC Davis sitting for two, maybe three weeks before their name might get called when the Big Sky is trying hard, Coulter? I'm telling you right now, this isn't a crazy statement out of the five or six at-large bids. I'm not sure the Big Sky will get one. I mean, there might only be one Big Sky team going at this point. That'd the be out catastrophic. Of, yeah, the out, the out of bid, right? Yeah, that's, I, it. I, 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 that's who it hurts the most, I think. Is I think this might, for lack of a better word, inspire some other teams to exit out. And I think that it also then makes it so that a team like Weber State has an inside track towards getting that out of berth. I think that the teams that it hurts are the ones that have been uh, that, that are in the mix, but then don't get to play the. The duration of their schedule. UC Davis. If UC da- exactly. UC Davis and maybe Eastern Washington as well. If those two teams could get an extra win or two, then that might make them that, that at-large bid out of the big sky. But uh, it seems as if, I agree, I think we're marching towards just one big sky conference team in the playoffs. And uh, it's making the Grizzlies, both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, but particularly the Grizzlies because they're going to get this super spring and a couple of spring games, but not have to endure this whole thing. They get to choose when it happens, where it happens, who it happens against, all those things, that is going to be a, a decided advantage for Montana now and later. Two two final quick thoughts. April 17th, we talked about it, that Portland State-Montana game. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be the most relevant FCS game in the nation that week, and it's of two teams that are not even competing to play in the playoffs. That's number one. Number two... Did you see the Weber State Northern Arizona finish? That could have been the wackiest. Number one play in the country on SportsCenter. A tie for people in Missoula. The tight end slash kind of H-back flex tight end, Justin Malone, who's a really good player for Weber State. He's the one. Last year in Missoula, when Weber State played here in Missoula and the second to last game of the regular season, uh, it was a massacre in terms of the amount of guys that Weber State got hurt because Montana was just, I mean, they were thirsty. They were ready to just kick people's butts. They knocked Josh Davis out on his first carry. They smashed Justin Malone coming across the middle. That was actually Shahid. a bad, right. I mean, yeah. Shahid got hurt, but the, the Malone was a bad one. He blew his knee. And so it was good to see him back because he is an early talented player, but he caught the Hail Mary that won the game for Weber State. So uh, good for those guys for sure. But not only that, Northern Arizona, this is a, a monumental upset. They're like a 25-point underdog on the road at Weber State. No one gave him a chance. They kick a field goal to take the lead with like 20 seconds left, they get a celebration penalty. Then NAU kicks it out of bounds. Then Weber State gets the Hail Mary. Just that's the wacky finish. Like to me, though, that's the only thing that's making headlines from a national scale at this FCS spring season. Hopefully, the playoffs go well. And it's not like I'm, I'm not rooting against the FCS if it's coming off that way. I'm not. The, I want them to succeed. I want them to have some relevance. It's just it's turning into kind of a dumpster fire like we expected. Well, tonight ESPN Missouri listening to Nuanez now. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanez. Uh, some sort of tangent, but Big Sky Conference relevant news. Uh, yesterday, we reported the mass exodus from the Eastern Washington men's basketball team. Six players from Eastern Washington in the, into the transfer portal over the last week, including Big Sky Conference MVP Tanner Groves, his brother Jacob Groves, the preseason Big Sky MVP in Jacob Davison, and a couple other really good players, including. Michael Meadows, who's one of the rising sophomores in the Big Sky, and Tyler Robertson, who's the sixth man of the year, the, the reserve of the year in the Big Sky Conference. This afternoon, the same exodus has now hit the women's team. Kennedy Dickey, who was Eastern Washington's second-leading scorer, has entered the transfer portal. 
Grace Kirshner, who is a three-year starter for Eastern Washington and, and certainly one of their three best players, also into the portal. Tatiana Reese, Gabrielle Young, and uh, Alyssa Nance Newman, also all into the transfer portal. Five Eastern Washington women's basketball players in the transfer portal in the last five hours. How much does that have to do with what's going on from a university standpoint? It absolutely does, man. It absolutely does. And it's why PR is so essential because even if that kind of stuff is happening, you can't let the the potential for what the future might hold affect the here and now. In other words, if if Eastern Washington might have moved on to Division Two, they also might not. But if kids are making decisions because the implication is that they're going to, then you already lost Damage the battle. Yeah, you already lost the battle of of mitigating the message. So, uh, I mean, we hope Eastern Washington stays in the Big Sky Conference. But the unfortunate truth is, I don't really know how many other people outside the state of Montana care. That's the whole issue that they have here and over there. Back to the state of Montana, Treasure State Stars. On the way after this, highlighting some of the best amateur athletes from around the state of Montana. We'll have more for you right here on Nuanas Now, 1290 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Once upon a time on a glorious August afternoon in Missoula, Montana, I had one of the best days of my entire life on the entire duration of my time on planet Earth. Myself and eight of my best friends sitting in the second row at Pearl Jam Washington Grizzly Stadium. Gosh, I cannot wait for experiences like that to come back again. Welcome into Nuana. It's now on tonight ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in on statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, as he does each and every Monday and Tuesday. Riley's out for the rest of the week. Sean Rainey actually has got a feature story thing going on tomorrow, so you have a little bit different Wednesday show. Basketball season's not going, so I don't know what the heck I'm doing on Thursday. Well, you got Justin Angle. Justin Angle, business angle. We will revive that on Thursday, and we'll do another one next Tuesday. We had kind of a hard time keeping up because we were in Indianapolis, Boise, and then Indianapolis. So we'll be back on the the business angle train for sure. And uh, also efforting a couple great uh, interviews from some of the um, sports that aren't the ones we hammer home all the time. Uh, but we'll, we'll tease those a little bit later on in the show. But another memo, I'm doing a show from Bozeman, Montana on Friday. I'm hitting up Bobcat Spring Ball on Saturday. So I can go get my first live impression of Brett Vegan and his staff. When was the last Bobcat practice you went to? Been a while, hasn't it? Or the spring, oh, spring practice? Well, oh well, uh, yeah. It's been. A, I mean, it's been forever since I went to a spring I was practice. Say you because, said twenty six. Well, well, so because here's the deal: uh, Montana State two springs. The spring of twenty nineteen. Uh, let's see. I got to get this right. Yeah, the spring of twenty nineteen. They only had five spring football practices because of the, the weather was so bad. And basically by the halfway point, they called it off. So I did get to watch their scrimmage and then their spring game. But other than that, they just they didn't have much action going on over there. 
Last spring, they planned to start later so they could get more of the practices in when the weather got better and then the pandemic hit. So they they are in the midst of having actual spring practices for the first time in more than in almost two years. And if I'm not mistaken, their spring game is going to happen the week after the Grizz play Portland State. So for football fans in Montana, you have three straight weekends of irrelevant football contests going it, on. Exactly. Sunday Hall spring game will be at Bobcast Stadium on April 24th. So we'll have all sorts of coverage for you of Montana State uh, spring football interviews with Brett Vegan and very, various other coaches and players uh, from my trip to Bozeman. So we'll be doing that uh, from there on Friday. Time now for Treasure State Stars is presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union has so many perks, free rewards, checking accounts with cash back, high dividend rates, and ATM fee refunds. They do all types of mortgages, great rates on auto and recreational vehicle loans, low rates with no fee credit cards. Say yes to saving at Parkside Credit Union today. Treasure State Stars highlights, I I don't want to say prep athletes, I usually just say amateur athletes from around the state of Montana. We do try to make this maybe not the Division I college athletes because we do give them a lot of coverage in a lot of different areas. Primarily, this has been high school since we started doing this uh, in the fall with pretty much exclusively football players. And then during the spring here, uh, I guess during the winter into early spring, did a lot of the winter sports at the high school level. But I also try to highlight maybe some some uh, athletes from different realms of the sporting universe. And so Treasure State Star number one, presented by Parkside Credit Union, Sugar Shane O'Malley. If you know, you definitely know. If you don't know, you should. Sean O'Malley is one of the rising stars in the UFC. He's from Helena, Montana. He moved to 13-1 and in the bantamweight division with an absolutely savage knockout on Saturday. Sean O'Malley is a force to be reckoned with. There's an opportunity here where if he continues to make a run at this thing, if he becomes the bantamweight or the middleweight champion of the world, I think that UFC is still a fringe sport. But in my personal opinion, if you're a world champion in that sport, that makes you among the most prestigious athletes from the state of Montana. It absolutely does. And his fight made sports center for a couple of different reasons. He actually knocked the guy out twice, twice. but for some reason I don't know how his opponent got up from oh, the first knockout this blow. This is this is the this is the controversy that's brewing in the UFC. Man. And actually tease for later on. I'm working on getting us a, a UFC insider Ooh. here on the show and we'll probably do that probably twice a month. I'm really into UFC. I know a lot of people aren't. I I understand why. I mean, it is a brutal sport, but the, uh, let's be truly honest. In my objective analysis of UFC, and we've ordered every single UFC fight up for the last probably 18 fights, so I've watched all of them in duration. Over the last year, the it's very clear to me that the officials are under the instruction to not stop the fight until it's an absolute bludgeoning of a knockout because usually when a guy's even kind of knocked out, they wave it off. Now it has to be like a full-on, like, bad knock. I mean, it's bad. It's it's really bad. The, the, all three knockouts on Saturday, they're honestly, I mean, you pay for the fight because you want to see the fireworks. You pay for the fight because you want to see the knockdowns. You don't pay for the fight because you want to see somebody that's actually just suffered like a traumatic brain injury. But it's such a fine line. It's such a fine right? line. Right? Because you've called out before, it's, ah, what did I pay for? Why would I do that? Because you, you need that thrill factor or the factor of, okay, I can't see this anywhere else. But at the same time, I don't want to see a guy become a vegetable after he gets knocked out just so for our enjoyment that he got hit one more time in the head. But I, to O'Malley, at least for my final thought, people are thinking of him maybe nationally as, oh, he's the guy with the crazy hair. This guy is legit, though. Oh, he's like, so legit. So legit. And I absolutely believe that if there's one thing, like say you're, you don't follow UFC at all, and I would say I'm probably a, a casual bystander. Mm-hmm. I will follow it, but not. I don't 
watch every single fight or, or every one of those fight nights. But Sean O'Malley is a rising star. He is He's going to be an absolute star. top 10 name, if not he already is, in UFC. So he will be fun to watch, and I'm definitely going to follow him. Hello to Montana native. He trains with Great Falls native Tim Welch. Tim Welch um, has fought in strike force several times. And Tim Welch is at when there was a little bump where MMA was really big in Missoula. Uh, there used to be fights, there used to be mixed martial arts fights down at the Wilma and out at Rock Creek. And I remember covering those when I was at the Missoula, and there were several guys that were pretty darn talented that were that, that made it to the strike force, which is like the level right below the UFC, including Tim Welch from Great Falls, who trains with Sean O'Malley. So a lot of Montana times for those guys. I think O'Malley has a chance to be a star, too, because of his, um, he has a very unique disposition. You can tell he is... Uh, Edgy is a kind way of saying it. The guy's a little bit touched, and I think that that's why he can go into the zone, though. He is such a fearsome fighter. I mean, Teddy Atlas, who's one of the great boxing and analysts of the last 25 years, and a guy who used to train Mike Tyson, said that Sean O'Malley was the most talented, naturally talented, gifted fighter he's seen in a generation. Wow. And that's a, that's a lot coming from Teddy Atlas. So Sean O'Malley, Trevor State star, number one. Trevor State star, number two. I said we don't really like to use the, the Division One college athletes in the segment, but one young lady who we have to highlight because this is just a cool opportunity for her and for the institution as a whole, is Tori Martell. Tori Martell gets invited to the... She's from Montana State. She's a senior for the Bobcats. She gets invited to the National Three-Point Shooting Contest at the Final Four. One of only eight women that will participate in this thing. That's huge. When you told me this, I I was blown away. And you're like, yeah, this is great. But to be... One of the bet, one of the eight selected to shoot threes. I mean, I remember. I shoot. I've watched this every single year. The dunk contest, uh, three point contest, and skills competition for these college athletes because you find the diamonds in the rough. And I think it's important to note this too that they select eight players. But that's not necessarily a Division One. They, they will pick a Division Three player, maybe uh, someone in the in the JUCO ranks or even NAIA down the line. Where Tori Martell was picked as one of the best eight three point shooters in the entire country, any division. So this is a phenomenal honor for her. I mean, I, I think she made over two hundred three pointers in Montana State, third on the all time list. I, I believe so. You can fact check me on that, but. She was known as a great shooter. Uh, I know that Trisha Benford thinks very highly of Tori Martell, as does pretty much everyone, a Wisconsin native. This is really, really cool. Take your, you know, your Grizz hat off, your Bobcat hat, whatever it might be. This is really cool for the state that there's national exposure for uh, for Tori to go on the three-point contest. And it'll be at Hinkle Fieldhouse, where we were just at. You honestly can't pay for this sort of, of marketing. No way. I mean, th- this is, to, to especially, I mean, the, the the contest like this too where the kids it's it's fun I mean Tori Martell is going to be on the camera for five full minutes I mean it's a five minute commercial for Montana State and you know at a minimum if she moves on it's going sure. to be more and the fact that she is so consistent in her shot and the fact that she's such a cheerful girl too I mean I guarantee she's going to be having a lot of fun with it smiling laughing I mean it's the greatest commercial you could ever have for your institution so it's cool for her but also it's just great for the state of Montana no doubt Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union Parkside Credit Union check out. Parkside Credit Union's online financial education platform. Stay safe and get smart about saving and making money at Parkside Credit Union. Number three, another college athlete, but this one we have to highlight because this is impressive. We're also efforting this young lady to come on the show later this week. We'll get back to you on when that will be confirmed, but I have full faith that she will make an appearance here on Nuanas Now. But that's Claire Howard. She's a senior goalkeeper for the Montana Grizzly soccer team, and she is peerless in the Big Sky Conference, and now she has a record to prove it. 
Montana, uh, they won the Big Sky Conference the last time we completed this season. They are off to a 5-0 start after their 3-0 win over Portland State on Sunday. And the reason that she, Claire Howard is being highlighted is because of that nothing. Claire Howard had her 30th, count them, 30th career shutout. That is a all-time Big Sky Conference record. And she still has a half a dozen games left in this spring season and a whole full fall season next fall if she wants to use it as a zero year. So Montana, under Kurt Chitovitsky, uh, they, you got to have so much respect for the style that they play. Chris Chivitsky, first of all, if you know the ins and outs of soccer, he is a uh, a maestro in the, the, the strategy of the game and, and the way he adjusts on the fly. But also, they've just confirmed and, and entrenched their identity. I, I believe that they... Um, I mean, they, they scored only probably a little bit more than a dozen goals during league play last year when they won the league, and they still went unbeaten in the league. They had multiple ties, but they also won so many matches, one to nothing. And that's kind of the magic formula is one to nothing. But when Chris was on this show last week, he said, hey, here's what we want to do. Everybody in the league thinks the only way we can win is if we win one to nothing, and all of a sudden sometimes we lose two to one because we don't have the firepower. He said, now what we want to do is we start wanting to beat teams two to nothing. Well, they did that on Thursday against Portland State. Now we want to start beating teams three to nothing, four to nothing. And now all of a sudden here they are. I talked the big side conference, but Claire Howard is absolutely the linchpin of the whole thing. 67 games and 30 shutouts. That is phenomenal just to say how many games that she has obviously competed in almost to do it half the time. I, I think that, and I even sometimes fall into this trap too, when you see the final result, 0-0, 1-0. You know, it might not jump off the page at you, but we never get on maybe football teams or basketball teams for winning with their defense first. So what's Chris Chudovitsky do? Make sure the defense is solid. And then, like you said, the goals will come. The offense will start developing even more so. But Claire Howard does it all. I think it's really fitting for her that uh, she is jersey number zero as well. So uh, she's really well thought of with her teammates. And, and I know just a leader. But um, very cool for her. To, a clean sheet. How about that for a soccer term for you? I figured I'd pull that out. A clean sheet. 30 clean sheets in her career. I love it. Treasure State star number five. This actually includes a group of young wrestlers. So Montana wrestlers, Avery Allen, Kean Hernandez, Maria Wall, and Omaste Foster. They all placed at the USAW High School National Recruiting Showcase over the weekend. Allen, who is a State AA champion at 145 pounds this year for Bozeman, placed third at 145 pounds. Hernandez, a state titleist at 103 pounds for the Billings West, placed fifth at 106. Wall, who was the Montana High School Association state champion at 138 pounds. This is on the girls' side. First year ever of girls wrestling in Montana. But the 138-pound state champion, uh, Maria Wall, placed seventh at this national wrestling um Championship. The Cup Bank Wrestler won the Quick Pin Award at the first MHSA State Girls Championship in February. And then Foster, the 285-pound state champion from Florence Carlton, placed fifth at 225 pounds. So Foster wrestled a little below the weight class he was wrestling in uh, at the Class B meet. So a foursome of Montanans placing on the national stage in club wrestling. Number five, Treasure State star number five, Hardens. Uh, this is a group of coaches. The uh, the Montana Coaches Association announced their list of Hall of Fame inductees. So here are your Hall of Fame inductees from around the state of Montana. Harden Simi Farmer, who is the basketball coach for Harden. Scobie's Larry Henderson, Cutbank's Dell Michael, Fairfield's Les Meyer, and Roberts George Nelson. And so Farmer, 
is the headliner. She's coached for 35 years, starting in Poplar, moving to Belfry before spending the past 23 years at Hardin, coaching a variety of sports, boys and girls basketball, track and field, volleyball, cross country. And she's been the Class A girls cross country coach of the year four times and the girls basketball coach of the year once. Henderson, 40-year veteran of the coaching uh, business with stops at Billing Senior, Peerless, Scobie, Plentywood, and Scobie again in all. He spent six years coaching boys basketball, nine coaching girls basketball, 23 as a football coach, 26 as the tra- track coach, and also a couple times been won, uh, has won the state athletic director of the year as well. Michael spent 39, or excuse me, 37 of his 39 years coaching at Cup Bank, assistant coach for both wrestling and football. He's also been involved with the track and field program for 34 years in Cup Bank. Les Meyer, whose son's Ryder Meyer, plays for the Montana Grizz football team. Les Meyer has a 76% win percentage in his 23 years as a high school football coach in Fairfield. He's won three state titles and also finished runner-up five other times, so eight state championship appearances in 23 years for Les Miles at Fairfield. He's a three-time Class B Coach of the Year. And then finally, Nelson had a 40-year coaching career at Roberts, eight as the boys' basketball coach and 10 in cross-country, won three straight state titles in boys and girls cross country and has been the coach of the year uh, at Roberts in cross country a total of four times. Thursday Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union of Missoula. Check out Parkside Credit Union's on online financial education platform. Stay safe and get smart about savings and making money at Parkside Credit Union. We got free sandwiches. We also got this beautiful painting. We also got a whole bunch of other stuff for you. We'll give you an update on the bracket challenge as well. Keep it right here. Listen to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, and well, statewide Montana television, SWX Montana, back after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. I'm ready for it. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back in to Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Stay by SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. I'm joined by Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. We do this each and every Tuesday. Riley swings by Mondays and Tuesdays and also contributes at other times as well. Time now for your favorite giveaway of the week. Actually, you probably love all the giveaways, but this is a good one because they hook it up at Tagliari Deli, and we're about to hook you up with Tagliari Deli. We have a sublime sandwich. This has prosciutto, burrata, arugula, tomato, some garlic aioli, a bunch of other good stuff to try for us. But right now, if you give us a call, number two caller, that's number two caller, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. Got a $25 gift card to Taglieri Delicatessen, the best sandwich you're going to find anywhere in Montana. I took a picture of the uh, the new displays they got up there. Food Network did a best deli in every state, and the best deli in Montana went to Taglieri Delicatessen. People Magazine did the best sandwiches in every state as well. Taylor Daly also wins 
And then uh, in a another food magazine review, again, the best sandwich in the state. So it's not just us touting it. It's voted on and written by you, the people. So uh, give us a call right now, 361-3688-25-Bucks, Tagliere Delicatessen. I believe it. My sister is a foodie to a T, and she comes in from San Francisco, and the one thing she wants, Tagliere Deli all the time. Give me a Tagliere sandwich. It's perfect. Very interesting. Uh, they're doing a lot of cool stuff right now, too. If you want to get to go, you can DoorDash it or you can go get it picked up, however you might want to consume it. Great thing, though, if you're having a Final Four party, have people over to watch some hoops. Um, they got cheese and meat platters as well. They got some wine. I got a nice bottle of wine in there earlier today. So not just the sandwiches. That's what you're going to go there for. That's what's going to keep you coming back. But uh, they have a lot of other stuff, too. Pastas, pasta sauces. It's, it's just an Italian little delicatessen. It's pretty sweet. If you haven't went there, you just got to go try it out. You'll be blown away by, if anything else, the smells when you walk in there. It smells so good. And trust me, Coulter. I, this, I love all the giveaways that we've got here, but when you gave me the option, okay, well, Mondays, and then you p- told me what was on tap for each of the days. It was a Tuesday no-brainer because of this. So, We also have a great piece of art for you. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television, we're giving this piece of art away. This is a custom-made painting, Grizz Greats, the 95 National Champions. That's the title of the painting. It's an extension of our Grizz Greats podcast series, the silver anniversary of those 95 National Champions. If you're not watching on TV, you're listening on the radio it's a picture, it's a painting of Dave Dickinson, Don Reed, and Andy Larson. Basically, in front of Mount Sentinel, it's got a great color scheme. You have Main Hall from the University of Montana campus. You have a whole bunch of other cool details. We have the picture all over our social media, so you can go look at it there as well. This is commissioned for exclusively this podcast series, and we have a custom-framed version of this. This is over a $600 retail value for you. We're going to give this thing away on April 16th, so that's going to be the day before the second and final Grizz Spring football game. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to jot down some thoughts. I, I, I said essay. I don't want you to get intimidated by the word essay, though. I just want some thoughts. A couple sentences, a couple paragraphs. Maybe you do want to write a whole essay. Whatever you want. Whatever you think is going to be the best entry. I just want your thoughts on your best Montana football memories. doesn't have to be the University of Montana, just your best football memories in Montana. You're going on quality, not quantity. That's right. But you got to put a little effort in that. Basically, that's what you're trying to say. Your essay freaks a lot of people out. Sure. I say, right, I'm just, okay. How are you going to get this to me? You can send it to my email, my Missoula Broadcasting email. It's Coulter at MissoulaBroadcasting.com. You can also go follow us and like us on Facebook, Facebook backslash ESPN Missoula. Then you can just message me your essay. You can also send it to our Twitter accounts at 1029 ESPN or at Skyline Sports MT or at Coulter underscore Nuanez. And if all of that fails you, we're going to set up a woofoo form on our, on our website as well. So I'll get the more of the details for that as well. But we're going to be giving this away. April 16th to one lucky listener. So please tell me your best memories from football in the state of Montana. Uh, Cackers game, a high school football playoff game, the moment, a best player, a best college atmosphere you've ever been to, whatever. Memories about football in the state of Montana. Give me a couple words, a couple sentences, a couple paragraphs, a couple pages, whatever you want. We'll pick a winner on April 16th for this custom made painting. And if you want, if you want to enter or whatever, or you just want this painting, right now you can go rbagley3.com. That's R-B-A-G-L-E-Y-3.com. And you can purchase posters, prints, T-shirts, and sweatshirts of this exact custom-made painting. But act now because we're only going to be selling these through the end of the spring. 
Because we want them to be exclusive. You yes. know? We want some people to have some pretty unique swag when they're going to, to Grizz and Bobcat games later on this year. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you hot. Great weekend down at the University of Montana for the athletic department. Men's and women's tennis, softball, soccer, track. They're all rolled at the same time for the first time in a long time. And they all had a great Saturday, Sunday. We'll give you an update on that right here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, right after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 